This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the website, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. What's that all about? Go and enjoy a good website for free on us at freetalklive.com. Now, last night, I had uh, sold this story. We didn't get to it. I want to make sure we get to it because it's pretty important. It ties into, you know, the theme of... What goes on in other countries could very well go on here soon because bureaucrats and government officials like to borrow bad ideas from other countries. And when I say bad, I mean uh, in liberty-infringing ideas, ideas that will, uh, when put into effect, reduce the amount of freedoms that you have. So it's important to pay attention. You know, you might say to yourself, well, it's happening in Singapore or England, I mean – that's another country. It doesn't matter what goes on over there. Yes, it does matter what goes on over there. Okay? I want to make that clear. I think there's some parallels that could be drawn. For instance, um, you know, it sort of our allies, uh, the countries where um, we, we as a country are most tied politically are the ones that it seems to me are most likely that we'll pick up some of their political, uh, you know, missteps as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, like, for instance, Singapore. It's unlikely we're going to cane somebody for spitting gum on the sidewalk in America. Unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah. Um, it's unlikely that we'll cut off someone's hand like they do in uh, the Middle East for stealing. But the way England has uh, adopted all these uh, you know, cameras that they have all over the place, that's a little scary. And that makes me think that we might do it. The well, way the cameras are already on the way. Uh, New York City, Chicago, Baltimore are all in motion right now, moving towards more ob- more government observation of the people. That's it's happening. Okay, I want to talk about something that could happen down the line here in the United States that may very well happen um, fairly shortly in the United Kingdom. This from the Daily Mail: Drivers stopped for speeding, or even for failing to wear a seatbelt could soon be placed on the Big Brother DNA database for life. The most trivial offenses, such as dropping litter, would also lead to samples being taken under sweeping new powers, which police are demanding. Now, of course, they're demanding it to help keep you safe from terrorists. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, I mean, that's the only reason they could... But, I mean, well, not that terrorists are littering, but, but we need to have a DNA database to make sure that everybody's cataloged, to make sure that we know who you are, so you don't fall under suspicion for being a terrorist. If you're not in the catalog, you could be a terrorist, and we just need to keep tabs on everybody. If they, if they swab somebody for DNA, um, swab their DNA for littering, we'll all be on a database soon. I, would, I was just going to say, I don't know very many people who either don't speed or haven't gotten a speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. The most uh, trivial offenses, again, they're demanding these new powers. The samples would... It would stay on the database, of course, alongside those of murderers and rapists, even if the people involved were later cleared of any wrongdoing. See, it's not about whether or not you were guilty. It's about collecting your information and keeping it there. Mm. Campaigners condemn the plan as a step too far, which could affect somebody's <laughs> job, some. job prospects for many years. Uh, see, this is the problem. Uh, the The problem here is that the people that are opposing these increases in uh, the state, these increases in surveillance state, increases in uh, the state's tyranny, 
all they are they're not arguing from principle they're arguing from well we like the idea of keeping people safe but you've just taken one step too far well they've already taken 25 steps and you weren't successful in stopping them in the beginning and now you expect them to stop here it's just going to keep getting worse you know um even if they uh, ask for DNA swabs of uh, people who they are, won't be asking. Right. Well, I'm, I'm just saying if they ask to be able to do that, um, the uh, litterers and speeders and that kind of thing, and they only get people that commit misdemeanors and they already have felons, mm-hmm. yeah, they've got farther than they were. Under current rules, a person can have his or her DNA and fingerprints taken only if a, if stopped for a recordable offense, a crime serious enough uh, serious enough to carry a jail term. Minor offenses, such as allowing a dog to foul the footpath, are excluded. But police, backed by the Crown Prosecution Service, want to take DNA samples, fingerprints, and even imprints of footwear for all offenses. They argue that just because a person initially commits a low-level misdemeanor, such as dog fouling, it doesn't mean that they won't progress to the gravest of crimes. Because... Letting your dog poop on a path is obviously a gateway crime. Ludicrous. Next thing you know, these dog poopers are going to be murdering people in their sleep. You know, most crimes are committed by uh, males between the ages of uh, 14 and 24. They are not the ones out there allowing their dogs to foul any sidewalk. I don't Believe know, Mark. Me. The uh, the first step to joining Al-Qaeda is allowing your dog to foul up your neighbor's lawn. I mean, clearly, that's who they're trying to recruit. Ludicrous. Those violent criminals. A chance to take their DNA, making any future crime far easier to solve, says the police, would be missed without new powers. Police also want to take samples, usually a mouth swab, right there at the scene of the crime. Been speeding? Open up, driver. Stick out your tongue and say, ah, for the good police officer. What happens if you don't? Well, you're probably going to go to jail, where they'll forcibly take it from you. Right. They'll have... uh Five or six bobbies hold you down and punch you in the gut until mm-hmm. you finally open your mouth. Right. That's what it's going to be like. If the if the offense isn't uh, littering, the offense is not opening your mouth, and you're going to get the crap kicked out of you for it. But you should be a good little citizen, Mark, and do what the police say. Screw them. They say that uh, they they say having to take offenders to the police station as it happens now is too bureaucratic. This is why they want to do it at the scene of the crime. That way they can write you your ticket, swab your mouth, take your information, and be on your way, citizen. We're fine now. We've got your DNA on file. If we need you, we'll give you a call. Tut tut. So, um, what's to stop them from uh, enforcing that? Just you know, let let's say that the cops want to fill this DNA database that uh, you know will have of course have to employ, employ lots of bureaucrats to uh, administer. Um, what's to stop them from giving giving you a speeding ticket for going one mile an hour over the speed limit, or in the case of uh, a damn England, thing, kilometers? Not a damn thing. And what if they just said you went a kilometer um, over? That'll be enough. I mean, you can take that ticket in and uh, try to fight it, but they'll have swabbed you already. Yep. This means everybody in England is swabbed. It's the first step towards everyone in England getting swabbed. See, if they get this through, and for all we know, they probably will. Remember, this is the country with three thousand cameras in London. I think in the London area alone. But if they go through with this and they start pulling people over for the most you know, lightweight of offenses and swabbing virtually everybody, then they're going to say, well, you know, we've done, very, we've done a great job. They'll pat themselves on the back, the uh, politicians. We've done a super job at, at uh, cataloging all of you folks in, uh, in Great Britain because you're all speeders. And <laughs> we've caught most of all of you at this point. I think we've cataloged 75% of the speeders here in uh, Great Britain. But we haven't gotten enough of your children. 
And we know that crime starts early with uh, young people these days. So starting next month, uh, we are going to begin swabbing all of your children as they report to school for the first time. Uh, for for fall session in school. Your children will be swabbed, uh, their DNA will be catalogued, and you can feel safe knowing that the government will have your children's information. Of course, they'll do it for the uh, uh, government schools. They're called private schools. Um, Mm. They'll do it for the government schools own likely yeah. and uh, they'll, they'll leave alone the uh, the you know the private school the, the people c- that can afford to send their kids to <laughs> a, a private which is a public school sure. in England so that's how it's going to happen right see they'll start busting a bunch of adults and then they'll want to bust the kids remember this is the same country that already has a database listing things about your kids if you live in the united kingdom there are uh, teachers and doctors and various different people who interact with your children that have the ability to access this database and add information to it. So if you're acting up in class or your third grader is acting up in class, his teacher can go and file a report in his centralized government database file. Or if the teacher just doesn't like your kid. Sure, absolutely. Um, and then that's a problem, of course. You know, the more government in, interferes in our lives, the larger and more intrusive it can get, the more of a dangerous tool it becomes for a bureaucrat with an agenda or somebody who, you know, maybe a busybody neighbor who happens to have access to certain things you don't have access to. They don't like the way you painted your house. They might go and put in a little bit of nasty information in your child's file or maybe on your file as well. Anyway, there's more to this story. 800-259-9231. So get ready, United Kingdom. You're going to get swabbed. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's one 800 And you can join us online at freetalklive.com where all the features on the site we give away, including the live streams, broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. By the way, it is Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents. Like setting up a corporation or a limited liability company or a will. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL, like Free Talk Live. That's code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. We're talking about a pretty scary, draconian, totalitarian police state uh, advancement happening in the United Kingdom. The police in the United Kingdom are asking for new powers. Powers that would allow them to or excuse me, they're demanding them, according to the Daily Mail. They are wanting power, the power to pull you over, which they already have that power, but once they pull you over, even if it's for throwing a banana peel out of your car window, even if it's for going two miles over the speed limit, or two kilometers per hour, I guess, over there, over the speed limit, or maybe for having uh, not having your seatbelt on, whatever minor infraction you might be committing, they want to be able to take your DNA Right there on the scene. I mean, it's it's it would be new that they could just take your DNA for those sorts of things in the first place, but they want to take people's DNA for minor offenses now. Now, the DNA confiscation process or the DNA recording process up until this point has been reserved for jailable offenses, you know, like rape in and England. murder and that sort of thing. Yes, this is the United Kingdom we're talking about. And now it's going to be anybody 
anybody that the police deal with, anybody that the police can, you know, anything they can find you for, they can now take your DNA. Or that's what they want, and I don't see any reason why they won't get it. And the concern is, um, not only is it happening in England, we have plenty of um, listeners over there, but it's happening here. We're a little farther behind them than, than uh, you know, than their government is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it happens if anybody goes in the military. Um, I think I think it was uh, 1995 or earlier they started taking DNA is that right? when people went into the military. Um, That's gotta, reason number one not to join the military. Yeah, then. I got an email from uh, Mike Lowry who says, uh, in fact, that, that that's what they did to him. Um, Jeez. You know, uh, I would I would venture a guess all government employees uh, are probably DNA checked. Probably. Um, felons, I know that they, uh, they I know they, they've taken my DNA. They took really? a blood sample. Um, they took it from me. Now, I don't know uh, precisely what level of felon um, that they take it from, but right there, Anybody who's been in the military, anybody who's worked for the United States government, all within the, last, chunk. within the last decade or more, it's been more than a decade since he went in, um, that's a good portion of the United States population. Several how million. Long, how long before they just want to fill in the rest of the blanks? That's exactly what they're trying to do in the United Kingdom. So... Here's the rest of the story from the Daily Mail. The Home Office suggested the new powers to police in a consultation document earlier this year. Ministers are now under pressure to confirm the change. There are already four million samples on the database, including those of a million suspects who turned out to be innocent. How many people live in the United Kingdom anyway? Helen Wallace of GeneWatch UK said last night there is significant potential for the loss of public trust in extending the t- and the taking and use of biometrics. They pose a serious threat to individual privacy and are unlikely to be an effective way to tackle crime. Remember, they are not looking to tackle crime by doing this. That's just their excuse. They just want to catalog you for control purposes. Helen Wallace, uh, she's also said that any attempt to take DNA samples outside a police station is clearly unworkable. Really? I thought all they do is swab your mouth and take that back to the lab. Is it that difficult? Doesn't seem difficult. Sonia Andrews of the Magistrates Association said, We would find it difficult to justify extending the ability to take biometric data to cover non-recordable offenses. The Information Commissioner's Office warned of the danger of many people of people being turned down for jobs if checks revealed the details of minor offenses committed many years ago. Under the current system... Under the current system, records of such offenses are deleted after time. But if they're tagged to a DNA sample on the database, then they could remain active. The idea is backed by the police across the country, according to consultation responses published yesterday. And just because the police back an idea doesn't mean it's good. I know there are a lot of law and order people in this country, in America, that think that everything the police do is just wonderful. And if the police back an idea or the police back a candidate for office, then that must be the right idea and it must be the right candidate for office. But these people, these police officers, these associations, the chiefs of police of America... I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. These are the same people that you can count on. Every single time medical marijuana comes up for a vote, the police chiefs of America come out and force to oppose it. So please, don't be fooled by these people. You know, um, I would think that a lot of law and order people um, fall into a couple of categories. Um, the first category would probably be people that forget how it is that they act when they acted when they were young. I'm by no means um, including myself in any of these categories. You mean I, like all the cops that might have 
drank when they were underage. Right. I'm talking about offenses like that. I'm not talking about, you know, violent offenses, offenses that hurt people, uh, you know, mm-hmm. big steal, you know, big, uh, not petty theft, but, you know, the grand larceny, that kind of thing. Um, when people, uh, you know, they forget what it was like when they were young. They, that's the, one of the ways that people learn. They, they make a mistake and they get over that mistake and they stop doing those things and they move on with their lives. Do we really want to hold some crappy conviction um, that somebody got when they were 16, 17 years old over their head for the rest of their lives? I don't think we do. Um, secondly, uh, there's probably a group of older Americans that lived under a system and grew up under a system that's entirely different than it is today. When they were young people coming up, it things were different. Uh, police officers, you know, they, they went, they sort of uh, took care of situations. They, uh, you know, de-escalated whatever situations they needed to de-escalate. And they sent people home and, and off. You know, Now they arrest people. They book them. It's completely different now. Um, you know, since the war on drugs, cops have just ramped up. The Home Office said the DNA database has revolutionized the way the police can protect the public through identifying offenders and securing more convictions. The database provides police with, on average, over 3,500 matches each month, and in 2005-6 alone led to matches against 422 homicides, 645 rapes, and almost 2,000 other violent crimes. There's over uh, 9,000 domestic burglaries. How many of those would not have been solved without the DNA matches? There's no answer. There's no answer to that because they decide to give the statistics in whatever way they wish. It's just another piece of evidence in a case. The consultation is about maximizing police efficiency and ensuring that appropriate and effective safeguards are in place. No decisions have yet been made, and any detailed proposals will be subject to further public consultation next year. Oh, they're going to consult with the public. Isn't that great? They're going to consult with you on this one. Now, of course, they're not going to consult with you once this goes through. No, all the consultation's over. Once they get the power, once it's been given to them, even if it's temporary, all consultation is over. Over. Yeah, when uh, when they pull you over for speeding and they pull out the mouth swab, you won't be consulted as to whether or not you'd like to participate in their program. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Coming up. Now, the two of you have had uh, a few run-ins with the police in your time. Mm-hmm. I've had a handful myself. Uh, but both of you have actually seen the inside of a jail cell, so I'm sure you'll find the 10 things you need to do, or the ten, 10 things, rather, you aren't supposed to do when dealing with the police to be very enlightening. And I hope you do as well, listeners. 800-259-9231. First, we're going to the phone. Steve and Keith will take your calls about anything. Ladies first, if you make the call. It's Free Talk Live. George Phillies is the right candidate for president, a serious, well-educated candidate who stands for the basic principles of liberty and the basic principles of this nation. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is George Phillies, libertarian for president. I approved of this message. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. If you're on the list, go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on it. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. 800-259-9231. 
All right. So the bad news is that in the United Kingdom, they may very well be taking DNA from you via a mouth swab if you get pulled over for speeding. Now, if that goes through there, and I have no reason to doubt that it will, or that it won't, rather, uh, or that it will, whatever. I'm mm-hmm. not thinking straight. Uh, but either way, if it goes through, it's inevitably going to make its way here. We've already had police departments wanting to uh that that I remember a story from a couple of years ago about the Utah Highway Patrol training its officers on how to extract blood from people on the side of the road crazy now that's really i mean that's really crazy really dangerous stuff but nonetheless they don't care you know in their minds it helps keep people safe in their minds it's a good idea and so they're going to go through with it whether you like it or not how do you feel about it 800-259-9231 let's go to the phones and talk to Steve in Wisconsin you're on free talk live Steve Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. It's on your sure. mind. Um, so you're talking about you know the government importing bad ideas from other countries, but I was yeah. thinking, why can't the government import good ideas? Like um, in the Netherlands, they've basically decriminalized marijuana, and it hasn't really increased the uh, amount of consumption or anything. Not that it matters, but um, it's been very effective, and I don't see why. Well, because people like the chiefs of police come out against ideas like that. Whenever marijuana legalization, whether it just be medical or whether it be some sort of decrim or whatever, whenever it comes up, the chiefs of police come right out and advocate against it. And, of course, the politicians are so cowardly that even if they may personally disagree with the marijuana laws, they aren't uh, courageous enough to actually stand up and uh, make a public stand against them because they believe it will get them uh, ejected from office the next election. And so nobody does anything about it. And the short answer is always follow the money. Um, currently, there are, you know, the DEA and all kinds of other organizations, the ONDCP, all kinds of other organizations make a bundle of money because marijuana is illegal. It would be a, you know, it'd be a huge blow to them. Um, you know, when you when you think about these things, I mean, look at uh, alcohol. The only reason alcohol was really re-legalized is because of the huge amount of money that the uh, you know the taxes that the government had gotten prior to 1928, I think, when the 18th Amendment was uh, brought in. The government missed that money when the income tax, um, you know, it was the middle, it was the 30s, and income was down, so therefore income tax revenues were down 15 percent. The government wanted the money that they used to get off of. Uh, Alcohol, so hmm, let's you think bring that, that back. They'd want the tax revenue from selling drugs. I understand um, that that's that much is true, but now you're pitting one um, you know group of bureaucrats against another group of bureaucrats, right? Because and the currently cops, the one group of bu- bureaucrats is holding ground. Right, the cops are very respected amongst the government as far as the you know government bureaucrats, uh, the the elected officials. They don't want to seem to be anti-police. And the cops appear, if you exclude law enforcement against prohibition, and they certainly don't have the visibility that the chiefs of police do, if you exclude law enforcement against prohibition, then it appears as though the cops are absolutely against any form of decriminalization or legalization. When individually, the police, when you actually ask them personally, without, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that they understand they're off the record and they're not speaking as a police officer, they're just speaking personally, many of them are for this. The war on drugs have been going on for so long, too, now at this point in time, and they've been pushing it so hard in the schools. I feel like that they don't want to all of a sudden, well, marijuana, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe we were wrong all this time. Because so. that would call, call, right. uh, call everything into question. Exactly. I, I feel like they don't want to put themselves in that position. And then they'd be looking weak. They always say, uh, what, mes- what message will that send to our children? Right. 
Yeah, that's so. That's another one of their excuses. As that we don't want that we don't want to lock people up for uh, you know crimes that don't hurt other people. Apparently, that we don't want to you know have your uh, your family being uh, threatened by some crack addict with a machete uh, bus- busting into your bedroom window in the middle of the night because he's looking for money to buy uh, buy his next hit of crack. Yeah, well, I mean, it's obvious that it's obvious once you go over the the reasons that ending prohibition is a good idea and it helps keep people safer, but. Nobody seems to want to take that position. Nobody, at least in public office, nobody running for office, maybe with the exception of uh, Ron Paul, uh, is willing to take those positions. So really we're just dealing with a bunch of cowards that are uh, essentially bowing down to the demands of the police. And the police want these drugs to remain illegal, uh, the, at least the heads of the police, the police chiefs. And apparently those are the only ones that count when it, come to, uh, when it comes to the media or the politicians. And the reason why the police chiefs want it, well, they want the money. You know, like you were saying, Mark, they want those big budgets. They want those big vice budgets. Uh, they want to be able to confiscate assets. That's another huge factor. They can go and they can pull over a drug dealer, confiscate his Mercedes-Benz, or his SUV, or whatever it is he's driving, and uh, turn it over to the police force. I mean, there was a story in Clearwater, Florida, I think, about the the police chief there who was driving around, tooling around in a confiscated vehicle. He wasn't doing it for any sort of policing purposes. He was just driving some drug dealer's SUV because he could. They could take your house, too, while they're at it, and then sell it off at an auction, and all that money goes right back into the police department. And then, of course, you could be really cynical, like I am, and suggest that there's an underground network of uh, county sheriffs across the country that works together to distribute drugs throughout the the country, and they obviously uh, have some serious profits that they're making if they're doing that sort of thing, and they certainly don't want that to go away, so they're going to argue very vehemently against ending prohibition. They would also lose a big chunk of their funding at the federal level that that federal drug money is is definitely tantalizing absolutely so they're getting money from all different er areas from all different angles Mm -hmm. so there's something uh, more personal aspect that i wanted to convey about this well i'm i I do this internship at the uh, at the uh, county jail Mm -hmm. here in wisconsin where um i go up and i talk to recently booked inmates and i get their information i work for the public defenders to uh just help them out you know do, so they have to do less paperwork and more, you know, casework and stuff. And uh, I met with one one kid who was like 17 years old, and he had been arrested on felony uh, charge of uh, man- of uh, possession with the intent to di- distribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had like a little grow operation going on in his room, I guess, a few plants. And it's really sad because it's a felony, and it's got a, a minimum of like three and a half years incarceration and a $10,000 fine. And yeah. think about it, you're 17 years old and you have a felony on you, and like, what's that? How's that going to make you feel for the rest of your life? How are you going to? How can you possibly be? You know, feel like you're an equal member of society? Is this going to? I think like when you get a felony on your record, like that. I mean, isn't it going to cause some people to not care about committing a second crime? Sure, my like life one, already one sucks. My life's already been ruined. Why don't I go ahead and commit some more crimes? Exactly right. And I'm glad you brought up the prison factor because that's another area where you can follow the money. The prisons in this country love the idea of drug offenders coming in. They know where their bread is buttered. They know that the vast majority of people coming through their doors are coming in because of drug offenses. And if it weren't for these, war- if it weren't for the war on drugs, we'd only have violent offenders in prisons. We we could shut prisons down. We'd be able to empty the population so effectively. And the, and they get they get money per prisoner. And so of course they want those people coming through the doors. 
and you'd have fewer, a lot fewer prisoners, and then so you could con you could uh, concentrate more effective uh, rehabilitation programs on fewer people. It's kind of like having uh, smaller classrooms. Sure, there are so many. I mean, the, the the reasons are myriad for ending the the drug prohibition. And thank you for the call. We really appreciate it, Steve. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It needs to end. And and we need to have some courageous people step out and and take that position publicly. I'm not sure I'm a big believer in rehabilitation for inmates. Who are we asking to rehabilitate the inmates? I don't know. Bureaucrats. And okay. how good are they going to be at it? Probably not so. They great. don't care. You know, they're they're motivated to have um, jail. You know, in jails, whether it's a large jail system or small jail system, yeah. The, the officers and the um, guidance counselors and whatever they are, they're called in there, um, they're all motivated to keep convicts in and keep them coming back. 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Ten things not to do when dealing with the police. We'll talk about that on the way, and we'll take your calls about anything. I should have said incentivized, not motivated. More coming up. This is your show. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. But if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and AMP Free Talk Live over at amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is a simple one. Um, you send in three bucks a month. We take it and turn it around into promoting the show. And to getting Free Talk Live on more radio stations across the country and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide and as fast as possible. You get some perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only chat room and forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Speaking of the AMP-only call-in line, let's go to the phones and talk to Keith on that line in Pennsylvania. Hello, Keith. Hi, Ian, Julian, Mark. How are you doing? Hey, great. What's up? Hey, I just had a thought, and I thought I'd throw this idea out into the ether. Um, Ron Paul's campaign, there's a lot of momentum. A lot of people are excited all across the country. Uh, the chances are, unfortunately, that he's probably not going to make as big a splash as we're hoping. I don't know. The uh, Trans World News just uh, put out an article today that said Ron Paul should win the New Hampshire um, in New Hampshire, latest poll suggests. Right. I'm not, I'm not trying to uh, dampen anyone's spirits. Just saying. Okay. Let's, uh, but hypothetically, suppose that he uh, does not win. He has this huge uh, um, network of activists mm -hmm. activated yes. all throughout the country. Wouldn't it be great? Uh, Ron Paul spoke at the Liberty Forum back in February. Wouldn't it be great if the very next day after he delivered the bad news, hypothetically, he sent out an email or a mailing that endorsed the Free State Project? Um, It'd be great. I know you got... You guys are going to have him on your show pretty soon. Rumor hoping. has it. Okay, so I don't, if that's a question that you that you would like to ask him, I, I'd be interested in the answer because um, that might re-energize the Free State Project. Yeah, you know what? We should check and see. Um, I know Free, the Free State Project has a list of endorsements, and we should check and see if he already has endorsed the project. And then if he hasn't, perhaps we could get him to do that. Um, and I know you're saying you want to time it for if he loses, but I mean we might well, be able to get. Go ahead. Either way, right? Either way. He, there's all these meetup groups that are activated. I'm going to meet up with a meetup group August 9th. There's people excited about his ideas. Um, you know, I guess it doesn't matter whether he wins or loses. There's this network of, of activists that are already getting together. They're already putting advertisements up. You know, their spirits are high. 
I don't see any reason why the Free State Project couldn't benefit from uh, from the Ron Paul campaign. It probably already will. Be, I mean, for instance, the New York Times article about Ron Paul mentioned the Free State Project, and I know that we've already we've been getting new listeners from these Ron Paul meetup groups. Our listeners are going to these meetup groups and talking about Free Talk Live, and I've had people send me emails saying, "Hey, just started listening to your show, found out about you at a Ron Paul meetup group, love it, blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera." I think it's yeah, be, I think it'd be, be a talking. huge boost. Um, I'm not a not everybody um, that you know supports the Ron Paul campaign is. I mean, it's it's everybody from militiamen to pro-lifers to all kinds of people support Ron Paul. So he would get a wider base base of you know not all of his uh, supporters would be uh, Free State Project member eligible. Well, kind of the folks. Free State's a big tent, right? What's that? The Free State Project's a big tent. It's right? a big tent. Yeah, the Free State Project <laughs> is just an organization designed to get people who love liberty, people that want less government far less government, to move to New Hampshire and be activists um, for that purpose. And I think you're right. I think it's a good thing to approach, and I'll try to, I'm making a note, and we'll, uh, we'll try to cover that with him when we have him on the air. Anything Excellent. else on your mind, Keith? That's it. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. So the, the Ron Paul campaign has already had a positive effect on Free Talk Live's listenership. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's doing a lot... For the liberty movement in general. I mean, he really is the shining star of the liberty movement right now. And it's amazing how much momentum he's picking up. I I, I couldn't believe this article that I got from uh, Trans World News, but uh, it says that he's likely to uh, win New Hampshire, according to what they're saying. Oh, right. Now, well, how is it they fr- they're figuring that? It's obviously a pretty slanted article, but do you want to hear it? Oh, I don't know. I mean, do we have time? Yeah, it's short. Okay. Um, late last year, when the presidential campaign started, George Bush had an approval rating of... 36 in the state of New Hampshire, according to uh, American, 36%. 36%, excuse me, according to the um, American Research Group. But the latest American Research Group poll um, shows the approval rating for the president dipping down to 14%. USAelectionpolls.com suggests the reason for George Bush's low ratings to be because of the presidential campaign. Approval ratings for George Bush have been dipping in New Hampshire because voters are being exposed to candidates from both political parties that have cris- criticized the president. All the Democrats have come out and staunchly against the president, as they always have. And on the Republican side, Ron Paul is the most vocal of all the candidates. USAelectionpolls.com made the following statement. We all know that Ron Paul is only getting, a, at most, 2% in any national or state poll. But once Republican voters in New Hampshire realize Ron Paul is their only anti-war candidate, he'll gain momentum. If you found 100 people that liked the color red and you offered them 10 shirts to choose from, but they were all green, they would be forced to choose green. If you offered them an 11th option that was red, the majority of those 100 people would choose the red shirt. Ron Paul is the 11th option and resonates um, with the voters. They just don't realize it yet. Remember Paul, uh, Pat, Paul Buchanan? The Pat Buchanan. Pat Buchanan won uh, the New Hampshire election in uh, 1996 with the same platform. In a lot of election um in a lot of election predicting, we also have to look at the uh, what the issue voters want and, and with what issue voters want and with whom their feelings resonate as well. Because these voters are not stagnant. They, will, they are constantly changing. And the leader tomorrow will be different from today and different from yesterday. He should win according to, um, to the uh, website from the stress that Ron Paul's low numbers may keep voters from voting for him because he feels that they feel he cannot win. The website also points out that this drop in approval ratings from uh, 36 to 14 percent, that's for Bush, is from the Republican and independent base because they calmly, um, as they calmly asserted, Democrats are just against Bush. And now um, and now as they are six, not uh, they are just against Bush now as they were six months ago, six months ago. Why, I, why can't I read? It is the uh, Republicans and independents now that are changing their opinions of Bush. 
So, mm. according to what they're saying, um, it's likely that Ron Paul will win, but their reasoning's rather stretched. You know, well, I haven't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, and I don't know if I've even ever seen numbers. But from what I understand, if you take a uh, an individual who doesn't know who Ron Paul is, mm-hmm. and then you give them a you know quick brief summary of the fact that he voted against the Patriot Act, mm-hmm. the fact that he voted against the war every single time, uh, you know that that he's voted against taxes. You just run down just a few quick pointers. All of a sudden, they're uh, they know who he is, and their opinion changes. And that basically, from what I understand, is that if you poll Republicans who have heard of Ron Paul, that you get totally different results I bet that's true. than just asking random Republican voters. Well, and that's not the way they ask these questions. You know, Obviously, Ron Paul would have to pay for um, some sure. poll that sounds like that. And he's very thrifty with his campaign money. He hasn't spent much of it at all. Right. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Daniel calling from Second Life. Hello, Daniel. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, what's up, guys? What's How on your mind? On? All right. Um, I just heard Keith calling from uh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met him at Porkfest. And I also met you, Ian. I was there for uh, the immigration speech uh, by Garland. Yeah, I that's Gardner Goldsmith, but mm-hmm. uh, congratulations. It was uh, good meeting you. What's on your mind, sir? <laughs> Um, I would like to tell Keith to get on Second Life so that we could uh, chat on Do you there. actually have anything worth talking about? I mean, this isn't a message relay service. Oh, well, you seem like I met you. I'm sorry? You seem just like I met you. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not either. Uh, was I rude to people at... Uh, at the the Liberty Forum or something like that? Was that what he was suggesting? There? I don't Pork know. Fest. He didn't Pork say fest? Liberty Forum. Pork Fest, Liberty Forum. Was I rude to people there? I don't think I was being rude. Look, this is Free Talk Live. It's not a, you know, we're not your middleman or your mailman to uh, send messages to uh, to different callers. I appreciate the call, but please bring something to the table. Bring an issue. Bring an opinion. Make it interesting. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Hunter in Iowa. You're on Free Talk Live, Hunter. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, ladies. Hey, Hello. I was uh, calling about Ron Paul. I uh, just want to let you know that the straw poll for Iowa is coming up on uh, August the 11th. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're really looking forward to that and seeing how Ron Paul does there. And then the second thing I want to talk about is the uh, cult uh, you guys were discussing last night. Okay. And I was just curious if you felt that a political party could become a cult. Sure. I mean, the, the, the cult, the, the definition of cult is, is pretty wide. I mean, the number one definition is religion, and I don't have the other ones in front of me, but it can all be based on, you know, a person or an idea. So certainly we could go there with that. And yeah, okay, go ahead. Well, you know, I was just, I was just curious because, you know, you, you see a lot of people who are really into religion, and then you see the other side of it, you know, the people who are really into politics, and it just, they believe everything that uh, the leaders or, you know, the candidates tell them. And, you know, I, I'm really uh, uh, pushing towards the Libertarian Party. And, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, I would be considered a cult member or not. My wife said it, it says that I possibly have been because of the, the you know, the things I like, listen to, yeah. such as Free Talk Live and other Libertarian, you know, uh, uh, radio I'm not stations. a member personally of the Libertarian Party anymore. And so well, I... neither I, am I. Right. So don't join a party if you don't want to be considered part of a cult. I was just more concerned of the ones that are using dangerous brainwashing tactics. More on the way. Hour two's coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show... 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the website for free. So enjoy those on us as we launch an hour number two of the program. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Going right to the phones and to the fun. Let's go to Carl in Montreal. You're on Free Talk Live, Carl. Hey, um... Talking about that bridge collapse, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, okay, sure. Earlier, like um, it was last year, we had a similar collapse here in Quebec. I read about in the news. It's been in the news quite a bit the past mm. few months. Um, it, these uh, overpasses were inspected just like they were in uh, Minnesota and other places, and they found that they were, you know, there was defects, and yet they didn't warn the people, and there was a collapse, and now. Um, like in the past few weeks, they've also um, labeled like dozens of other overpasses as um, deficient, you know, and they should, um, it was in the paper today, they want to tear one of them down because they worried it would collapse. And then last week they warned about weight, on, they put weight restrictions on these overpasses. Okay. Just like the, in Minnesota. Yeah, they're doing a, a bang-up job of keeping us all safe with these uh, bridges of theirs, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, and the same exact thing happened here. It's just like deja vu. You know, the funny thing is is they spend our money in order to build these bridges, and they do a subpar job of building them. Mm -hmm. And then they spend our our money to tear the bridges down and build a new one. Yeah, that's what they want to do here now. And they're politicizing this. It was was in the newspaper today. It said it would cost $1.6 trillion to make all the bridges safe. Bridges are expensive propositions, and trillion dollars is a lot of money. I I bet it's not very expensive when it's done privately. I bet they're uh, a third of the price if done privately. I would imagine that's true. In fact, I, I was thinking today, what would it, how would this situation be different? Now, I don't know if there are any bridges on the Lake Buena Vista uh, property in Florida, Lake Buena Vista being the area of Florida that Disney World pretty much owns, yeah. lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, Disneyland, or Disney World rather, owns all the roads. They own all the infrastructure. They own, I mean, they, they own the area. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how would it be different if a Disney World bridge were to collapse? Hmm? You well, ever thought about that? Disney would be put basically put out of business. If if they killed, I don't know about out of business, but they sure would have a huge dent. In, if eight people died and all kinds of property damage was caused to people's cars and that kind of thing, a school bus full of children mm-hmm. which went down on this bridge, man, it would be huge. Disney, Dis- Disney would be in big trouble. Disney World is actually one of my favorite examples for private roads because sure. Disney World, it's basically its own little city in Orlando. And the roads on Disney World, but like when you drive through, it's like a highway and it's really, really nice. And it's not a little city. It's a, no. Lake Buena Vista is a pretty good sized city. It's really, the roads are nice. The signs are colorful. Mm-hmm. They're easy to follow and anybody can drive on them. Now, I haven't been down every road at, at Disney World, but you cannot get lost there. I no. didn't, I, not only that, but I didn't notice any cracks in the road. I didn't notice, you know, an old rickety kind of nasty road. It, they, they seem pretty well paved and, and main, maintained, which means that my scenario about a Disney World bridge is very, very unlikely to, I mean, as far as a Disney World bridge collapse, collapsing, very unlikely for it to happen because it's clear that they pay attention to the quality of their roads. It's clear that if something is subpar, they're going to tear it out and they're going to replace it um, because they care. (laughs) And government bureaucrats don't. Carl, any other thoughts? 
Thanks for the call. About, um, I didn't hear the whole thing last night. We were talking about landmark education. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I have my own view of what a cult is. I believe that is, though, you know. But there are some religions or that follow the Bible, but they disagree with the mainstream religions, and sometimes they're, you know, labeled as cults because they don't believe that the Sabbath should be on Sunday, but it should be on Saturday, like the Bible says, or they yeah. don't believe the oneness of the the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, like the Council of Nicaea decided, or, or they don't, they like the Unitarians, the Mormons, they have a different view. And mm-hmm. I don't believe those should be targeted as cults, like, cause just because they have a different opinion of I the I think Bible. we should be fair. I think we should be fair. Label all religions as cults. I think that's the fair way to approach it. Carl, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Uh, jumping back real quick to uh, the Disney World situation. Another important difference. If there were to be a Disney World bridge that were to crash and cause a few deaths and some injuries, then not only would their business suffer because people would obviously be upset with Disney for not making sure things were safe, but also you'd be able to take action against Disney World, which is, I think, a very critical uh, difference between what you would have in that situation and what we have in Minneapolis. And they're not going to spend your money to repair it. Well, they'll spend the money that they, you know, their investors have and that they've saved up in profits. But yes, um, they're not but going to spend your money. But it's their money that they legitimately earned. It's correct. And you can choose to not ever go to Disney World again and never, ever again uh, give them any of your money. Never buy their products, um, that sort of thing. So it would be a totally different situation. There, were, there could be somebody held responsible. Somebody's, somebody in Lake Buena Vista is in charge of the roads. Somebody. We don't know who he is. Quite a few people. Um, he probably mm. doesn't wear a, an outfit. He's not dressed like Chip or Dale, um, but he's... You don't think he even not even the mouse ears? No, I don't think so. Some unknown... If I was in charge of Disney, Disney World, everybody would have to wear mouse ears. Some unknown hero out there is taking care of those roads on the Disney World property. And if something tragic like this were to happen, I wonder how quickly he'd lose his job. Hmm? And he may actually be... Uh, he probably wouldn't be able to be held directly responsible because it is a corporation. But uh, And besides, who wants to go after the employee when you could go after Disney World, right? right. Um, so you could actually go after the company and get some sort of damages. I guarantee you that none of the poor souls who died in that bridge crash yesterday are going to get any sort of damages from the government. I guarantee it. Mm. Mark, actually, this is not exactly related, but it sort of reminded me, what you just said reminded me of this. Mark, on his show last week, referenced a case where um, somebody's rabbit was killed by a dog, and the government fined them. So the person, the victim, yeah. didn't get any money at all, <laughs> but the government did. This was on the Keen Weekly News, yes. and you can check it out at freekeen.com. That's correct. It just reminded me of that. The government makes or other people get hurt. There are victims in this situation, and the government gets money from it. Happens oh, well. all the time. Yeah, it happens sure. all the time. Well, you know, one person uh, somehow harms another person intentionally or um, accidentally. The government finds the uh, offending party, and then what's the offended party get? Nothing. You get a little pat on the back. You get to feel good that the government's taken those people's money from them. I don't think them. the government's going to even call you. No, I mean, of course You'll not. be lucky if they say, um, call and say, well, yes, we sent them a fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not going to call. You're right. No, they could care less. It's just an opportunity to find somebody. Yeah. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones. Talk to David in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, David. Hey, yo. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, Disney World doesn't have uh, the military-industrial complex to pay off. 
And they don't have any uh, foreign donations either. They That's right. Pay. If I was in charge of Disney World, even the soldiers would have to wear ears. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just imagine all the money that we could have to make America's infrastructure, you know, just like modern. Yep. Even be off of gasoline if we weren't, you know, paying 10 billion bucks for one plane, you know. We're building. We're blowing up a lot of money over there in Iraq. That's pretty, that's basically and that's what it is. That's all the old stuff. That's that's a, just a place where we could get rid of our old stuff. Yeah, you're right about that. As a matter of fact, the stuff that manages to survive stuff. in Iraq, we're just going to sink for artificial reefs off the, you know, in, in another decade anyway. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, man. It's an insult to humanity that here it is, 2007, and we're spending. Well, trillions and trillions of dollars. Well, it does make people. sense if you are a politician or a politically connected person. Then it makes sense because yeah, then you're... Part of the military industrial Exactly. Power. Then you're lining your pockets the with taxpayer dollars. Death. The merchants of death, they, you know... David, thank you for the call. We do know, and I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. He's absolutely right. I mean, look at the hundreds of billions of dollars that have just been spent on the Iraq war alone. That doesn't include Vietnam or Korea or all the other, you know, awful situations this country, this government has gotten into. I think we're at $500 billion for the Iraq war. Really? Yeah. Is it eclipsed it, 500 now? It's got to go over a trillion. Has to. My goodness. I mean, this That's is... That's such a big number that people can't even fathom anymore. It's just... It's just so ridiculous at this point. Right, right. You know, at this point, you know, that's you're you're absolutely right. The American people cannot tell the difference between a um, five hundred billion dollars and a trillion dollars. It's just what are it, there twelve zeros in a trillion? I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. It's just way too much money. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It would not not only would it be better if we weren't spending all that money on war. I mean, as far as the government wasn't spending all that money on war, but it'd be a lot better if we were all able to keep it in the first place mm-hmm. and individually decide how to spend it instead of turning it over to a bunch of unaccountable bureaucrats who, in their their ignorance, results in people's deaths, are never punished for it or very rarely. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and your show, you take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The feature's on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And those include the wiki. WIKI.freetalklive.com. Get you to it. Over 1,375 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener editable version of our website. See what I mean at wiki.freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's d2z.org. Let's go to the phones to Don in New York. Don, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mark, Ian, Julia. Hey. hey. What's up? How you guys doing? Good. Um, I just wanted to share a story and um, also one quick question or, or a comment regarding to uh, you guys mentioned the poll back on the 28th or 29th. Seventy six percent of Americans wanted to uh, agreed with something. I forget what the topic was. It was I think 71 percent of Americans that agreed that there should be more government surveillance in society, oh. more cameras in public places. Did we know? Did you mention um, the total number of people that were polled? Because I mean, that like most polls, seventy-six percent of what four people? It was over a thousand. People? No, it was a scientific poll. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, that was. Uh, I wasn't sure of the total number. 
And I just wanted to share with you guys that as I was leaving my uh, my place of employment tonight around 6 p.m., I come out, I walk about half a block. Uh, I got my backpack on, which holds my uh, my Mac uh, laptop. I'm a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, oblivious to the world. I'm actually stuffing my headphones in my ears and getting ready to turn back on Free Talk Live uh, from the 31st okay. and play my podcast. And lo and behold, uh, I look up, and here comes an SUV and stops right in front of me. Whoa. Uh, and another one right behind me. Uh, so you know who they were. And uh, the guy the guy behind the wheel, he's still in the truck. He's like, stop. So I look up, and I suspect, well, it's an SUV. So, so I stop, and uh, I work for a company that actually makes T-shirts for the, the New York City Police Department. I work for their, their family. Uh, it's a family business, and I work next door. Actually, we sell suits, and a lot of times to the same policemen who come and buy their T-shirts there. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, they uh, basically jump out. There's three of them. There's a, a lady, a, a male cop, and then there's a supervisor back in the other SUV. Are they uniformed? No, they're plain clothes, and, you know, of course I'm like, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And the one guy then pulls his badge out from underneath his shirt. I'm like, okay. So um, they basically, where are you coming from, and where are you going to? And, and they start grilling me with questions. They started... Um, Hold on a second. Where do you live in New York? I live in New Rochelle, New York, and I work in Long Island City, New York. I go through New York City every day and, and uh, attend... 10-minute ride over to Long Island City. Okay, so this was happening in Long Island then, basically. Yeah, it was happening in Long Island City as I was just leaving work, and okay. I had gotten maybe a half a block from my job. Got it. So I think, obviously, they, had, they were targeting me for whatever reason. Um, and, and, in fact, during the, during the whole process, the one policeman behind me goes, oh, good, I wanted to, I wanted to get him. And at this point, I spin around and I say, excuse me? You wanted to get me. So, you know, um, I, I told them where I work. I told them where I live. The lady's got my wallet. She's asking me where I live. I'm like, you have my license. I live in the Rochelle. I work over here. Um, so that was basically it. I felt. And then as I as I was leaving and and um, after the uh, the cavity search, uh, and I was ready to leave, the the lady goes, stay safe. <laughs> so uh, I feel much safer now that I've been frisked and all of my rights violated. Now, when you they say frisked you, when you said body cav- cavity oh, search, me. Um, you were they, kidding or they what? Went the 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 male cop is I am uh, standing there and and getting out my ID. The male cop starts to to rifle my pockets. He just put his hands in his pockets. I wow. gave him no permission, and they literally rifled all of my pockets. Took everything out of my pockets. You know, I went through. You don't have anything to hide. I'm like, of course not. You know, I even gave him my backpack, and he goes to set it on the SUV. He's like, what's in there? I'm like, a very expensive computer. So just please be careful. Uh, so that that was my story. I, I do feel much safer. Yeah. What was the? I mean, what did they give you any reason for this? Not that that would make it any None better. None whatsoever. I didn't ask them, um, and they gave me no reason. I, I mean, I assumed that they targeted me. That they just, you know, the guy doesn't look like he belongs. Um, I wasn't wearing an Armani suit. Obviously, I'm wearing a T-shirt, and I'm a graphic designer, so I go I on see. a pair of Dockers and a T-shirt, and usually sure. a pair of sandals. Um, so yeah, I guess they were probably trying to find my weed. So. They Did they? Fi- they didn't find the weed, though, right? Well, of course not. That's good. I don't Did walk you? around the city with weed. It's, oh, okay. You know, childish. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I cooperated with them, and you know, and but the comment that stay safe, that that just, ugh, I called up my brother. He lives in Maine, and he goes, "Well, come up here and get away from the Gestapo." Forget Maine. You should uh, stop in New Hampshire. And yeah, that's the last thing I'm going to tell you. If I do go up to Maine, I'll grab him and tell him we're going to head down to uh, New Hampshire and join the. The free straight project. How long did this whole waylaid process take? It delayed me about ten minutes. It was it was a very short process. What they made you believe these were actual police? They showed me their badges. Um, I saw all three of their badges. So that's it then. 
That, so, that's it. So this could have been a you know three people I didn't in an want SUV. To them, you know. Um, sure. Oh no, I understand. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you should have, man. Done. All I'm saying is it could have been three people in an SUV with fake badges, couldn't it have? It could have. Yes. Very interesting. Um, very official fake looking badges. Though, sure, you know? sure. Oh, I understand. Well, I you mean, can you can buy you can buy real police badges, can't you? Can't you get them at yeah. like police supply shops and that sort of thing? So then maybe I should have questioned them, right? I I don't know, man. I don't it know. Probably uh, wouldn't have gotten. I wanted, it it would have went from ten minutes to an hour if you had. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to go home, and you know, I didn't want to be hassled. And um, but on the other flip side, I did feel like I, I, when I left that I should have asked them for their badge numbers, or, or you totally know, but that would just infuriate them. And yeah, you wouldn't. And have, they know it. You likely wouldn't have left as quickly. Exactly. I wow. just wanted to get out of there, and I knew they had nothing on me. So go ahead and oral cavity search me, and let me go. Just amazing. Uh, they amazing oral now. cavity searched you? They're protecting us so much while our infrastructure falls apart. Hold on a second. They oral cavity searched you? Mark asked you a question about that. No, and... no, no, I'm joking. But I felt, you know, so I I, they might as well have. Well, they did know. search your pockets, and that was an illegal search. Uh, police, that is an illegal search. Absolutely. As I understand it, at least, I don't think the Supreme Court has overturned that quite yet, though I'm sure they're well on their way to it. Um, that that The way I understand the situation today, and if there are any law enforcement officers listening who want to help clarify this, would love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. But as I understand it, a police officer is allowed to do what they call a terry pat, which means they can pat down the outside of your clothing. Uh, to, and the, the purpose of the terry pat is to see if you have any weapons on you. So if you feel, if they feel like you might have a knife in your pocket, then they can go in and you remove whatever the suspected item is. Uh, but if they don't think they, if they don't think you have a weapon, then they can't pull anything out of your pockets, and they certainly can't reach your, their hands in there and rummage around. Uh, they, they were definitely on a fishing expedition, and I'm, I'm glad it went as well as it did. I'm glad they didn't continue to harass you, and, and good luck avoiding them in the future, Don. Thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. If you want to uh, share a scary police story, you're welcome to do that or bring so up anything. Now they're uh, stopping random searches on guys in dockers? Apparently so. All right. Uh, coming up, maybe some tips that might have helped Don out in the situation or may help you out in a uh, in an encounter with the police. Mark, you have the ten things not to do when dealing with the police. Uh, plus, we've got a few emails to roll into. But first, uh, to the... Actually, we'll hold off on Jim in Second Life. He's going to talk about Scientology, a topic we were discussing last night. Sort of rolls back into the whole cult discussion. And Julia has an email to read on the whole cult issue as well. We'll get to that. We'll talk to you about whatever you want to talk about if you take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, which is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Cops and cults tonight. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control, toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free, archives included, an entire year's worth of the show. Right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Do enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Do you know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you have a business, there's a one in three chance you could be named in a lawsuit in the next year. That lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you 
penniless. At KeepYourAssets.net, they are experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. That's KeepYourAssets.net. Let's go to the phones to the fun to Jim in Second Life on the Amplifier Line. Hey, Jim. Hey, how's it going? Great. Yeah, I, lo- I missed the uh, first hour of your uh, show yesterday, so I completely lost out on the whole Scientology thing. Oh, well, there's uh, always an archive at freetalklive.com, so go yeah, ahead. Yeah, that's, that's where I heard it. <laughs> well, anyways, I think that article was a little bit disingenuous. I mean, it was really pushing the fact that Scientology was a religion. And I have a, a dictionary right here, and it was, it's explaining to me what the definition of it is. And what it's basically saying is, that uh, it's a uh, it's a belief in a uh, some kind of supernatural power that is supposed to be the creator of the universe or the belief system of that. Now, how Scientology was started was uh, it was it was through Dianetics. I'm pretty sure you've heard of Dianetics. It's a book that L. Ron Hubbard wrote. Right. It's basically kind of a pseudoscientific form of psychotherapy, if you will. And okay. um, well, he started a uh, a Dianetics center out here in Wichita, and. It, uh, the government came and shut him down because he was he was claiming that this stuff uh, cured diseases and stuff. Okay. So his solution to that was to make it a religion and also avoid tax uh, tax uh, you know paying taxes on it. So I think that's a little disingenuous. Also, they don't really get into the zine stuff or how man evolved until after you pass the stage of clear. Now clear is before you even get to the seven levels that uh, uh, Tom Cruise is at. Right, and that's what that's what they'll tell you that man evolved from clams, and and that there's a uh, that there's a, a spiritual space station on Mars, and so <laughs> on and so forth. And so you don't. What get is to a hear spiritual space station? Uh, well, supposedly when you die, right before you get reincarnated, you go to Mars to this space station type thing, the spiritual space station. <clears throat> that's pretty much the layman example of it. Interesting. But um, you don't get to hear about any of that stuff. It's basically just like a pseudoscientific form of psychotherapy. And, um, so also, how would you describe Scientology? If you don't want to describe it as a religion, what do you think a more appropriate well, term is? Well, it would be a self-help cult. I mean, uh, I guess that would be the exa- best example of it. And I was looking a little bit on landmark education, and they're very, very similar, only you don't get the uh, religious cloak that they put around it to uh, get tax exemption status. When you say also, they're similar, um, what ways are you referring to? Um, just in like, like, well, just, uh, like the, the lingo, how they use different terms and stuff like that to make it seem like they're more superior to people who are not in Scientology, like ethics or, uh, uh, BTs, Satan, all that, all those, that whole, I mean, if you actually listen to a Scientologist talk to each other, you would have no idea what they're saying. Mm, None. Yeah. Unless you were a Scientologist. Right, they have their own special terms, words that mean sort of like legalese, words that may mean one thing in English, but that have been redefined for those who are members of the group. Right, and there's a there's actually a a reason for that. The reason why they do that, and they do that with a lot of cults, is because you're so you're more focused uh, because when they, it's also part of their system where they make you look up every single word that you don't understand or you don't have a 100% comprehension. Like, if you don't know the definition of the word, they want you to look it up. Landmark reason, doesn't do that, just so you know. Well, okay. But the reason why they do that and the and the, jinga, uh, uh, the, uh, the vocabulary that they have is to get you to not realize what they're, you know, not to criticize what they're saying, 
but more to better understand what they're saying. Right, right. I've seen, I've seen the footage of that. Um, on this landmark exposure documentary that this French channel did, the people were questioning them, and they said, well, you just don't, under, you just don't understand the terms. You need to really, you need to really right. study it, study up. So it, it gave them the There's out. There's nothing to study in Landmark. There's no, uh, there's no documentation. How are you going to study? Well, well, I don't you guys, know, man. But you guys your do notes. Have your own language. You're not allowed to take notes. <laughs> That's even weirder, man. Yeah, that, that's, that's just weird, weird stuff. Uh, Jim, yeah. thanks for the call, man. We really appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty. They want you to pay attention. They don't want you to be busy, uh, you know, scribbling uh, crap down. People can get, uh, you know, distracted by their own note taking, and they don't want that. Right. Yeah, and the purpose of taking notes in many cases. Now, I didn't like I didn't like taking notes when I was a kid in in government school. Never did it, but. Uh, except when they forced me to, you know, Correct. when it was required. Same here. And so I, I can sympathize with not taking notes because I personally don't like to do it. But there are people out there who learn better when they take notes. It makes it more concrete for them when they write things down, and there's a very real reason uh, for those people to take notes. Also, of course, it allows you to benefit from what you learned. Maybe you didn't learn it very well the first time, but because you have good note-taking abilities, you can go later on in your hotel room or when you get home and learn it later. That's fabulous reasoning. Start your own seminar. Let people take notes. Anyway, uh, their business. They don't tell us how to run a radio show. Julia has got an email about this whole Scientology thing that you've sent her, Mark. It was actually an email sent to you. Correct. Or, excuse me, not Scientology, Landmark. There's very few differences between the groups. But uh, we're going to get to that here in a moment. I want to go to the phones first. You can take control. It's Andy listening on the Internet. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, and I, uh, I've heard you people call in libertarians from time to time asking when you think violence would be justified against the government. Okay. And you've given an answer that I uh, I didn't really find satisfactory, so I wanted to uh, offer my own. Is that okay? okay? Sure, yeah, go ahead. Um, with usually the way they'd phrase it is, when would it be morally justified to, you know, have a armed revolution or something similar? Right. And... I think that's this kind of – I would argue that it's morally justified now, but the, the, the correct reason to not do it is because it wouldn't work. <laughs> well, it certainly it, wouldn't. So Right, and the reason it wouldn't work is because the government, it, it still has a position of so-called legitimacy amongst, amongst the minds of many of the public. And usually when you utilize force against a government agent, a police officer or something like that, they bring that force back on you a hundredfold. So it would be shut down pretty quickly. But what were you going to say? Well, that, that was my point. It's just something that you, I was listening to the podcast the other day, and I heard somebody ask you that, and you... Uh, yeah, I forget the answer you gave. It was it was something about when there was violence in the streets against people committed by the government, and I would I was just saying that uh, from a purely moral standpoint, it, it's it would be justified now or uh, under probably under a lot less than what we have now. Oh yeah, you're right. It, I mean, the the government is being violent towards nonviolent individuals, and one could very well make that argument. But I think you're absolutely correct in that it won't get you anywhere except a bullet in the head. Right. And no one um, – you likely won't even be much of a martyr. 
because somebody would have to agree that... To be seen as a crazy man. Right. right. Somebody, somebody would have to agree not only that you're justified in doing so, which is a small amount of people that would agree that you're justified, and that you're rational in doing so. And that's an even smaller amount. Most people are very comfortable with their lives, and they don't pay much attention to this sort of thing. And I don't think that a lot of people really feel that... Um, we're to that point yet. I think most people don't even give it any thought. You know, if you want to, to get a taste for what the public's reaction to a violent revolution would be, <laughs> look at the public's reaction to the Ed Brown situation. Ed and Elaine Brown, in their house in Plainfield, had been so-called convicted in a government court for not paying taxes. They didn't hurt anybody. They just kept the money they earned and decided for themselves how to spend it. I don't think they're criminals, but the government does, and the government wants to take them in and put them in a jail cell. Ed and Elaine Brown have never harmed anyone. Ed, uh, Elaine was a, uh, a dentist. She helped people for a living. Uh, Ed was a, a pest control guy. He helped people for a living. So these aren't violent, dangerous people, and they haven't enacted violence against the state. But just look at the reactions of the public. Inevitably, there are going to be people that sympathize with them, but there's a whole lot of people that are sort of out there cheering on the feds. Go get them! We pay taxes to live in a free society! Go after those tax dodgers! Yeah, go, go government! Get those uh, Browns and put them in a jail cell where they belong! Along. So you take that sort of attitude and then multiply it by 100 if you get violent with the state. And that'll give you an idea for what you're dealing with. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You take control. More on cults on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. The place to go, the features for free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then go and shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. 41 categories to shop in, huge, huge selection of products, used items even, at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you shop through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase, so do your shopping online at Amazon. .freetalklive.com. Let's go to the emails. Julia has an email that was forwarded to her by Mark, and the reason why is because Mark just can't read tonight. He's been popped uh, up on caffeine. Yeah, I had an entire 22 ounces of uh, Diet Coke. I... Goodness, that's way over your normal. Can you it buy is. 22 ounces of Diet you, mu- you had several cans, you mean? No, it's, it wasn't in a can form. It's uh, one of those bottles. I can see you don't buy much uh, soda. I don't buy any soda, but I, didn't, I thought that bottles of Coke were 20 ounces. 10% more! Is that, do they have like a label on it, Mark? Are they trying to differentiate themselves by I've thrown it away. I can't bear putting it. more in there. All right. Well, anyway, let's go to the email from Rillian. The cult subject was done to death the last time you guys discussed it, and in the time since, it doesn't appear that Ian has done a bit of study to try and understand what a cult actually is. <laughs> Me study? Are you kidding? I didn't study in high school. <laughs> He's not going to study now. <laughs> by the standards he's using, the Free State Project is absolutely a cult. Take out the supernatural element. Take out the requirement of a charismatic leader. Take out the alienation of friends. Take out the countercultural aspect. And literally any group can be described as a cult. Okay, I'm a little bit confused at that statement only because she's... Well, taking, taking out, out all several, the cult things. Yeah. Right. Well, a cult is something that has, um, you know, a charismatic leader. It alienates you from your um, friends and family. Right. It, uh, you know, uh, what was uh, what were some of the other things? And these supernatural. are supernatural. Supernatural. Before you go on, this is the the cult you're talking about here are dangerous cults. 
Because there are other types of cults as well, and Wikipedia's got a pretty good definition of what a cult is. Like, you know, there are people that are into a certain type of movie that they get called, you know, they're called cult movies. Like, people that are into the Rocky Horror Picture Show, you could call them cult members, and there's no leader there. So, the the word cult has a very, very wide-cutting definition, and we were only talking about the ones that can bring uh, ruin to one's personal relationships and one's life. I can completely understand Mark's frustration. I took a course in sex and that's sex. not yeah, mm-hmm. sex is not sex. <laughs> and cults in American religion in university and there were kids. Well, she's educated. Well, this is farther along than you are. What the hell? <laughs> and these were key characteristics that we used to describe what a cult is. Expand a definition as much as you want and you can get it to encompass anything. Of course, with the dent- detrimental result that it becomes so vague as to become completely useless. I really agree with this opinion of uh, Rillian's here. Basically, sh- what she's saying is, is you can call anything you want a cult, Ian. Mm-hmm. You're free to do that. And as you call um, every horse, uh, bubblegum machine, and a group of little old ladies getting together and knitting a cult, the terminology cult loses any validity. Well, I don't call everything a cult. I just call Landmark a cult. You choose to call Landmark, Landmark right, a cult. Right, because it's got the charismatic leader. What charismatic? What's the, his name? The, whoever hell it is that's doing the presentations. Uh, oh, you mean which presentations? When you go to the, the Landmark thing, the guy that sits up in the director's chair. You mean the guy that, hold on, the, 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 um, the Landmark Forum leader? Yeah, that All guy. 80 of them? There's one guy that sits up no, in the chair, Mark. I've he, seen per, the footage. Per, per seminar... But right, there are 80 seminar. different guys that um, do seminars. So what you're saying is you're all calling purchased one from a guy ter- named Warner Earhart who uh, started this very dangerous cult called Est back in the 1980s, and it's the same system with just a new window dressing on it, Mark. But just no charismatic leader, right? Just because they don't worship Warner Earhart doesn't mean that the system has really fundamentally changed. I'm just saying. There's no charismatic leader, right? There is of each one of the presentations. There is a um, a seminar leader mm-hmm. for each one of the uh, the presentations, but that is not a right. Care- who abuses people uh, up in front of uh, a whole room full of others? I haven't seen anything that Mental I would constitu- abuse. constitute bu- abuse. Well, you haven't seen the footage, and you refuse to watch it. I'm not really interested. Exactly in right, it. because it'll challenge your viewpoint. I doubt very seriously it would. Okay, you don't want to watch, so we'll just end it there. The term cult has become a metaphor. And as with the term religion, people have come to confuse the metaphor with the reality. Jenny Craig is not a cult. Mary Kate is not a cult. Though, boy, I worked in the sound booth for one of their big conventions, and it was definitely creepy. Now, hold on just a second. Is Jenny Craig a cult? I don't know anything about it. I don't either. Jenny Craig is an organization that helps women to lose weight, and they give inspirational seminars. Weight Watchers? Wouldn't that be the same as Weight Watchers being? I don't know. There's a woman in front of the Weight Watchers class giving, uh, you know, inspirational messages. Are the people in uh, Jenny Craig and all those organizations trying to convert and? Uh, bring people into the organization, and if they don't want to come in, alienating themselves from their friends and family members. Are they doing those sorts of what things? What are you talking about? Alienating? Do they have their own little set of terminology like Do we were wait, talking about hold earlier? On just a second. Weight Watchers absolutely positively encourages you to bring your fat friends to uh, lose <laughs> weight. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to come, do they encourage you to not associate with them anymore? With the friends? Yeah. There's no way in hell that Landmark would ever tell you. If anyone has ever told you that Landmark said that you should disassociate yourself with any families and friends that don't want to come to Landmark education, they have lied to you. They have told you a bunch of crap. Landmark would never, ever, in a million years say anything like that. What if they did? Yeah. Well, that would be a bad thing. Okay. Is it possible they might? 
would, w- is it possible they could tell me to go out and murder somebody tonight? Okay. I wouldn't do it because I know it's a bad thing. I've read some personal experiences from people who've been to the Landmark Forum. There are that, a bunch of freaky nut yeah. jobs on the Internet. I'm telling you as your friend and an intelligent individual that you know that Landmark would never do anything like that. You're reading the account from anybody well, on the Landmark Internet and believing a, it because well, you're too cheap to even want to go to the Landmark Forum. Landmark is a <laughs> but corporation. But you watch the movie. Right. You won't watch the anti-landmark. Um, I don't want to spend 40 minutes. Well, I don't, I don't know want to about spend a landmark. Weekend. I've been to the forum. I don't want to spend a weekend on a bunch of crap. Then don't. All right, Shut then. up about landmark. It's not a cult. I'm not the <laughs> one who brought the email in to read. I'm, I'm not the one who called landmark a cult. Well, I've read I wouldn't the, call I've the Boy Scouts, Scouts a cult either. You know what? I've read a bunch of stuff online, and I have studied Landmark, and from what I can tell, they're cult-like. And uh, the cult experts in this documentary very clearly lay what out the What the hell evidence. is a cult expert? I don't know. Why don't you go do some research and figure it out for yourself? You can't. A cult expert is something somebody who claims to be a cult expert, and if they were a cult expert, claimed to be a cult expert, and said that Landmark wasn't a cult, would they have been in this film? <laughs> no, they wouldn't. So what you have in that film are cult experts that claim that Man- Landmark is a cult. Mm-hmm. There are cult experts all over the damn world that say Landmark isn't. How do you know? Because because You're cult expert that is something is made up in general. <laughs> You're just making that up. I actually I can tell. Uh, when I was in the uh, introduction leaders program, they had uh, two Catholic pri- uh, Catholic priest and a uh, Protestant priest that had written letters to Landmark saying absolutely positively no that uh, Landmark is not a cult. Okay. Wouldn't that wouldn't a priest and a um, preacher really of some sort be an expert? Is that Mark? You're claiming that Ian is wrong because he read something about the uh, someone on the internet. I'm claiming said he's that, wrong because using bad terminology. Right, but you're right because you heard from a Catholic priest that it wasn't a cult. Oh, I'm saying no, no. You have to prove a case, not disprove a case. Ian's claiming that Landmark is a cult, and I'm saying prove it. And then when he, tries documentary. To, when he tries to prove it, you, I'm listening to you talk about the well, documentary. I haven't watched I haven't, it in a year, Mark. It's I haven't heard any motivating information. I heard it. Well, you know, why don't you go review the October, I think it's October 26th uh, edition night from 2006 of Free Talk Live when I was fresh on this issue, Mark, when I had just finished watching the documentary which, where we spent, what, spent three hours on this topic. Go on, Joe. Why don't I, why don't I download every video from YouTube and watch all that crap, too? Well, because uh, the cult that you're... Uh, you're a member of has sued YouTube and Google Video for putting this uh, particular documentary up on their website. Oh, I would absolutely say that uh, Landmark is uh, pretty quick to sue anybody. Yeah, it's because uh, they've got something badly. to hide. Yeah, that's why. Because if, that, if they really weren't a cult, then they'd be able to easily disprove that. They put out their own video pointing out how wrong this documentary was. But no, instead they use litigation against them. Oh, I, I would agree with you that the the litigation tactics. I don't. Ha- I'm not exactly right. fond of those. But I can see why a the company. Scientology can litigates I finish, a lot too. Can I see why a company um, that has been hurt by organizations like 60 Minutes and uh, you know a big. You know, 60 Minutes piece. did a hit piece on that? They did a hit piece on Warner Earhart. I'd like Earhart. to see that, too. You feel free to Google it up. Um, <laughs> you, on Warner Earhart, um, which is not Landmark. And um, I want to watch all the anti-Landmark stuff I can get my hands on. For why? Just to make you angry. <laughs> Just so you can go using terminology like cult, which is erroneous. <laughs> I mean, you you would immediately come off this position if it wasn't something to do with taking my time away from Free Talk Live. I don't... I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it has 100% what to do with Why don't you get me a videotape of one of these landmark seminars so because I can it's review copyrighted it material. in my own home? It's copyrighted material, and they wouldn't do that. Oh, I see. Hmm. All right. So is there more to this email? Yes. 
The Boy Scouts are not a cult. Though any of the above have cult-like aspects, that's why the metaphorical term is used for them. But I having, don't know. I'm, you know, the, the Boy Scouts, they have a belief they system. Might, yeah, they, they have their own cult. terminology. They have the Scouts Code and Honor. They might be a cult. I'm they not are sure not a cult. That. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Charismatic leader, religious, and separates you from your family and friends. That's Again, what makes a the, cult. The, we're talking about dangerous cults versus other types of cults, and there's a variety of cults, and I suppose we should continue talking about it. Hour number three is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Going right into the phone calls to start things out. Sam in Texas on the amplifier line. Hey, Sam. Hey, Ian. I've got uh, five questions for you I want to run through. Five questions. Okay, sure. They're pretty quick. So when you're at a radio show talking to a program director, what is it you're trying to do? At a radio station? At a radio conference. Oh, uh, okay. Like we go, uh, you're referring to these uh, talk radio, uh, basically conventions. conventions that happen a couple times a year that we attend in Washington D.C. and Los Angeles. And radio Records Talk right. Radio Convention and, and Talkers, uh, Magazine's Talkers Magazine's New Media, Media Seminar. Seminar. Right. And Radio Records is the talk radio seminar is what that one's called. Anyway, um, what's the purpose of talking to a program director? Right. Well, the purpose is to actually be there. Uh, the purpose of going to a convention is to be seen. It's essentially a who's who of talk radio. Um, there, are, there are a variety of people there for differing reasons. Mm-hmm. Some people will go there if they're looking for work. Uh, some people will go there because they're looking for programs. Some people just want to go and, you know, shoot the S with some of the other industry bigwigs. Right, um, but the you reason, specifically. The reason Free Talk Live is there is to show them that we're serious about doing this business and that, you know, they've seen our pictures in Talkers Magazine because our amplifiers send in three bucks a month that allow us to, to do that sort of uh, media advertising towards radio stations. So they're already familiar, familiar with the program to some extent and actually seeing us there in person is a, a very positive experience for them. Right. People, so people are, to, uh, hold on just a second. People okay. are naturally gregarious and they want to talk and that kind of thing. Getting face-to-face contact with a uh, program director is invaluable compared to uh, just making a telemarketing call saying, hey, please carry my show. Right, and also, um, in a lot of cases, you will meet up with a program director who might have been very, very difficult to get on a phone. Um, he may be a, you know, a more major market-style program director yeah. who um, has all of his calls screened, but he's there in person, and all you have to do is walk up to him. And so, would you say your goal is to like enroll him in carrying Free Talk Live? No, I, uh, I don't ever expect to get any signatures on any contracts at, at any of these things, though we did get a verbal agreement from our uh, station in Grand Rapids, at one of these uh, one of these events, we overcame his objections in person, and uh, and he basically agreed to put us on his station. So it's certainly possible to enter into agreements with them, but that's certainly not my goal. My goal is to just simply you know chat with these guys, um, talk with them, be friendly, and be accessible. Give them my business card, and and then maybe follow up with them a few weeks later. With the intention of getting them to add the show, hopefully. Of course, yeah. I mean, they, okay. the intention is to get them to listen to the show if they've never listened to it. Um, and luckily, what we've seen over over times, we started going to these conventions last year. 
And so this year, it was our second time at each one of these conventions, and the... the the, the entire situation was different. Uh, the first two conventions we went to, nobody knew who we were. Um, they certainly weren't interested in approaching us and talking to us, so we had to go around and approach everybody and introduce ourselves and that sort of thing. This time, we actually had people who we might have spoken or I might, I might have spoken with in the past uh, on the telephone actually just walk right up to us and and say hello. Um, and that's really, I think, shows some real progress in, in the right direction. Yeah, I spent a couple hours talking to a... Uh a guy who, you know, major market in Detroit. Okay. So now on, on Free Talk Live, do you use unusual terms or even made-up words like a free marketeer? No, that's a, that was an existing term before I used it. John just, Stossel used it in his speech at the Liberty Forum. Yeah, free marketeer you exists. You, you use unusual terms that are not common in everyday conversation. Not very often. No, I don't think so. I think okay. free marketeer might be considered a, uh, a a term that wouldn't necessarily be something that Free Talk Live made up, but it is unusual. If you ask the average person, they don't know what a free marketeer is. The term anarchist isn't used in everyday conversation either. No. But at least it, people do know what well, have a definition really for it. they really don't know what it is, though. Right, they don't know what the anarchist is. The average person, yeah, is not going to know. Right. Now, do you encourage your followers to call radio stations and get them to add your show? I don't have followers, sir. I'm not sure what you're referring okay, to. Okay, listeners? Uh, which certainly, if because listeners have a selfish interest in getting Free Talk Live on their local radio station, so right, we uh, capitalize also, on that. Uh, more radio stations is going to be more money for you, correct? Of course. Are you a cult leader, Ian? <laughs> Someone has accused me of that in the past. <laughs> I mean, do you see? That's the same thing Landmark is doing. No, People sorry, Landmark's not doing is. the same thing. No, you, it's you not know, doing you the same get... thing. It's, but there's a lot of parallels between what any business, uh, what a lot of businesses no. do. And exactly. What... There's no brainwashing techniques uh, being used here. There's no repeat, sleep we don't deprivation. Repeat, um, things over and over again. My, my uh, aunt thinks I'm in a cult from listening to Free Talk Live and joining the Free State Project. There's no sleep deprivation. There's no negative fallout uh, from from joining you know from joining the Free State Project or anything like that. What's you're the negative fallout forced, of Landmark? You're not being forced to sit in a room and not take notes on a very hard chair. You're not forced not to do anything. To, Have any radio stations ever gotten really upset because of a call they got from a listener or you came across to them the wrong way and they just don't even want to talk to you anymore? I think I, mean, I called one – there was one program director that I called that he'd rolled off the wrong side of the bed or something like that, mm-hmm. and he got very uppity at, uh, my, at my approach. Have and any so uh, advertisers ever canceled um, on Free Talk Live because they didn't like the message that um, Free Talk Live espoused? No. No, no, I don't think that's ever – What about happened. Wings and Weenies? Wings and Weenies canceled because some activist uh, people came out and, and uh, asked them to stop – Sponsoring the show. Oh my goodness! You mean people heard things they didn't like about uh, on Free right, Talk Live? It wasn't Live. Wings and Weenies. It was their cu- some uh, supposed customers. Of Fine. Theirs. So what? Wings and Weenies cut out as a result. What's your point? My point is that you're always going to have dissatisfied customers, and those people can do say do and say bad things about your business. And you can read their stories about Landmark on the internet. Mm-hmm. Except the people that we're talking about in regards to Landmark are actually citing real brainwashing techniques that this organization uses, and we're not involved in that. What real brainwashing techniques? Do you want me to get into it again, Mark? Because I have no problem getting into it again. There are no brainwashing techniques. Right. Well, you're in denial, sir. Of course you are. Thanks for the call, Sam. Appreciate it. Because you said it. 800-259-9231. No. Wackaloon on the internet claimed it was true. No. This subject is not fresh in my mind, so I really can't comment on it. Yeah, it's it's kind of people I, keep I think calling. It's funny that they do. It's funny watching you two argue. <laughs> I thought we were moving on, but apparently we're not. So I have a I have a story here that we can talk about because there are plenty of uh, there are plenty. 
obviously there are going to be two sides to this issue, right? There are going to be the people that have gone through Landmark and they've fallen in love with it and they evangelize it to all their friends and their family members just like Landmark wants them to do. And, uh, as I do. There, and then there are going to be – you aren't as in deep as some of these people, Mark. What are you talking about in deep? Uh, you you know what I mean. No, I have no idea what you toilets. mean. You aren't scrubbing toilets. You aren't scrubbing their Hold on. I've cleaned their bathrooms. Goodness, you have? Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Why? The bathroom needed to be cleaned. Did it they was, pay you? It was part of the introduction leader program that you, um, you know, one of That's the That's how things, you become a leader is by cleaning the, the things, bathroom? Don't you think humility is a good, um, uh, a, a good quality in a leader? Um, <laughs> did you answer the question? I'm sorry, I'm too busy laughing at this. Oh, so the, no answer to the um, humility yeah, question. Yeah, I don't want to answer your questions. Um, they, you know, one of the things that you said is that um, it, when you entered the introduction leader program after you were there for a little while, you said you'd leave a bathroom cleaner than when you entered. All bathrooms. <sighs> Let's go to the phones. To the fun. I'll, I'll still decide whether or not I want to continue with this issue because I've got on. The, the problem is, Mark is choosing the uh, the article to read because there are so many of sure them there are. written by people who actually have some knowledge about cults as opposed to a bunch of talk show hosts just spouting off. Let's go, in the meantime, to Doug in Minneapolis. You're on Free Talk Live, Doug. Hey, guys. Can you hear me okay? What's yes. on your mind? All right, well, you know, I'm not calling to talk about the bridge accident, but I'm calling to talk about the mixed martial arts sports that I am a part of in Minnesota. I do the video work. Okay. Just in the last several months, there's an outcry apparently from the bureaucrats, and they said, we need to regulate the sport of mixed martial arts. Yeah. So the Boxing Commission has lobbied to take it under their wing. And, of course, everyone involved fought it tooth and nail. We don't need it. It's a different sport, completely different rules, mm-hmm. completely different sport. What do the boxing commissioners know about full-contact MMA, using your feet and elbows and other parts of your body in every style of martial art that you can imagine? Okay. And, um, so last night was the first night that the commissioners had gone to a fight, and the fighters were all under the commission. And to see bureaucracy in action and graft in action and the slow crushing of of a of a free sport was visible and you can almost hear it happening so Let do you have you. some specific examples of this absolutely all right we'll Hold come on. back with more 800-259-9231 more with doug and how it is these bureaucrats are going to get their dirty little paws into yet another sport and regulate it Of course, it's just to keep you safe. That's why we're here. We're just here to help. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by voting for us at the Podcast Awards. We need to start. I need to remember to mention this every night. Because you can do it once a day from now until August 11th. You go to podcastawards.com. Scroll down the page to get the political category, and then vote for Free Talk Live. Has yes. it really been a year? It, it has. has been a year. Oh, my goodness. We won uh, 2005 and 2006 in this I recall, category. but I just can't believe it's been a year. And we can win 2007 with your vote. Now, you can vote once, but it'd be better if you voted every day. Either way, we'd appreciate it. Go to podcastawards.com and cast your vote for Free Talk Live in the political category. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, 
<clears throat> pardon me, and tr- they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. As we return to the phones and back to Doug in Minneapolis. Now, Doug, you're our, uh, you are a videographer, or an editor. You, you do video work, and you primarily do it for some, for some form of martial arts. What is it again? It's uh, just mixed martial arts, you, you know, un, uh, no holds barred, like the UFC style stuff. Ultimate Fighting Championship. Right, we're doing that in Minneapolis, and it's a growing sport. It has been for ages. But and recently, I was, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you, you were just telling us that there's some boxing commission, some govern, some governmental body of officious bureaucrats that all of a sudden has taken an interest in this mixed martial arts. Not only an interest, but they have now are regulating the sport of mixed martial arts in Minnesota. Really? Okay. I thought they were just yep. thinking about it. What? Uh... No. Nope. We've been fighting it tooth and nail, and here are some of those visceral uh, bureaucratic machinations I was telling you about. Um, first of all, they make every fighter pay $45 a year for a license to fight. Uh, they pay. They charge every promoter $1,000 per show, and some of these shows don't make any money. It's yeah. Entertainment. Um, the, the real well, stuff, they, was, the money changes hands, but they've spent a lot of money to put the show on. They're covering costs. They're hoping to, um, that the the sport grows, more people get interested in it. I mean, it's sort of an investment in the future. But you know, the bureaucrats see money changing hands, and they hate that. They hate the idea that you're, uh, you know, doing things and and they're not getting a cut. That's exactly what it is. And then they then they make you the all the deputized inspectors. Uh, get a license because the boxing commission doesn't know how to inspect for mixed martial arts for the gloves and their the mouthpiece so of course we provide all those things as a volunteers that we've been doing but now they've got to pay to even volunteer to do this job so um they have to get like licensed to be a, a you know inspector kind of thing absolutely yep everyone's need a, everyone needs a license to do this stuff you know, now, even- the point you had made, which I think is great, is although they do have a boxing commission, somehow they managed to make it without a professional wrestling commission, without a karate commission, without a taekwondo commission, without a kung fu commission, without any other kind of um, you know comp- competition like this. How do yep. we do it? I don't know. How has it been done for the last... Ten years in all these states. It's amazing. Now, obviously, people are getting getting hurt in um, USC, but that's sort of the uh, understanding when you step into the <laughs> octagon, I believe. They're not getting hurt the way they're getting hurt in boxing, and that's a more regulated sport. I, I think you, I, I think that there's a great point that uh, sp- boxing uh, has more injuries, but they're sort of long term and they're inside your head as opposed yep. to um, being you know bleeding on the mat. I called before on that one. Yeah, but and it, it was a great point, and I use it every time anybody talks about USC. <laughs> good, good. Now listen to this. I was at the weigh-ins, and the commissioner was there, and the guy is an officious jerk. He is drunk on power, and it's amazing to see him. He's not very smart, but the governor appointed him. So he was oh, there God. telling these boxers, these fighters who drove in from states away, saying, where's your photo? No photo, no fight. Where's your Where's your picture ID? Where's your blood work? What? You can't fight. You can't fight. And then they've got a, you know, they don't have a photo ID or they don't have a, a passport. You know, wh- why do they... <sighs> you said they fought them tooth and nail, but you, these are real fighters. Why didn't they actually fight them tooth and nail? <laughs> this man oh. tries to come into your private arena. You should kick his butt out, not allow him in. Oh, 
there is talk of something like this happening. Last night, it almost happened. Let me tell you what happened at the actual fight last night. I'm in the video booth on the stage. I'm walking back and forth. My crew's got to be able to see the, the cage. The commission insisted on getting about 50 of the best seats for free, all their friends and family, <laughs> best seats on the stage, and they're in my way. And so I'm walking back and forth. They're standing up, and we always tell people, excuse me, we're trying to get through here. The commissioner turns around and goes, I'll have this show shut down. Man, he so is we, drunk on power. We asked him politely to sit, you know, to, you know, as the camera guy's walking by, could you please move? All of this place shut down. You see, the thing is, is he has he. It doesn't matter to him in the least if um, USC just goes out of the state entirely. That's not his job, you know. I mean, he he's just like you said, drunk on power. It's amazing. He doesn't have any financial interest in this like the promoters do. They've got their mm -hmm. time and their money. These fighters have been, um, you know, this is what they've been working for. All these people want right. to make the show go off. This guy, eh, so what? I'll take your 50, 50 of your best seats, and you better do exactly what I say or I'll have your heads. Exactly. Scum. And the thing is, the commissioner hadn't even been to a fight before tonight. So they were talking about this commission for the last seven months. He never once went to a fight until last night. Okay. How is he supposed to regulate what he's never even watched? That's one of the points. But the, uh, the other thing is, so all these family members of his and friends and the other commissioners, you know, who go to the boxing matches are in the best seats in the house. The One of his friends had to calm him down and, and hold him back. Wow. So that he wouldn't, like, in, get, into, get, it, cause get into it with one of my guys. The guy is just a, a governor, governor and appointee who is sort of brain damaged. He's an old fighter. He really does have a, a mental problem. <laughs> he, he's the guy who holds the rest of the sport by the nuts. You know, I wonder if they waited. You said you guys have been doing this in uh, Minneapolis area for 10 years, right? Several years. Yeah, I, I think about I, five to six. I wonder if they wait on this because they want you to get established before they step in. Like, these fighters and the organizers, they have interests in the state. They've been doing this for a long time. They've got people who are interested. They've got fighters. They've got uh, people that will attend these matches. And, you know, they've invested a lot of money, and they've invested a lot of time into doing this. They may not make a lot of money or may not make anything at all off of this or just, a, you know, a few bucks. But they've, they've put in so much effort, they don't want to give it up. And so maybe the government knows that, well, now's the time to strike. Now oh, yeah. we can get our fees, and these guys aren't going to go anywhere. Because if they, if they struck them while they were just getting started with all this regulation, they would just say, you know what, screw it. Let's just go to the next state over where there aren't these regulations and set up business there. But now that they're more established, they're more likely to put up with the crap. Right when it's starting to get more popular, more professional, safer, it is now when they come in and they're going to start clamping down because there's a little bit of money to be had. But the small shows in the small cities, in the smaller towns, they're not going to be able to pay for these fees. Sure. So they're going down. now. So that means only the wealthy guys who can afford the upfront cost are going to keep on going. You it's know, sad. It's very, very sad. It really is. I hope uh, something positive happens in this uh, situation, but given the way most people deal with the government, and that is they do whatever the government asks of them to do, Probably nothing good will happen. But let us know what does happen, Doug, and thank you for the call. We really appreciate right. the story. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. I'd like to see that officious scumbag get in the ring. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp. 
www.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners there. Dozens and dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photos to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean? By heading to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your only chance for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones and to Jake in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live, Jake. Yeah, hey, uh, how you guys doing? Great, what's Good. up? No, not much. And, uh, I was going to the channels, and I happened to come across C-SPAN, too, and they're talking about that. Um, Intelligence uh, Surveillance Act or something like that. Mm-hmm. The new, the new FISA Act that uh, Bush wants to get uh, rammed through. Oh, there's a new one now. Well, he's he's updating it. It's the old one's old and worn out. We need more more power. More power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just I I, I happened to come across the great wonderful Joe Lieberman, and I was I, I was blown away by the fact that there's actually people out there that believe what he's saying is that it's in this country, it's perfectly fine to trample all over the privacy and the and and the, the, the just to, to trample all over the Constitution in this country as long as we're safe from Al Qaeda. It, hmm. it, it's it, and it's just it's ridiculous. It is. It Losers. is ridiculous. I'm with you, yeah. man. Any other thoughts? Uh, mostly just the fact that uh, it's, it seems like politicians nowadays. I mean, it's not just it. Before it was you know I mean Bush started it all, but it's it, now it's all of them. They're starting to use terror and fear. Of course. Uh, to try and get like these awful things passed. It's, it's a tried and true tactic. It, it worked it, for the Germans. You know, it worked. Uh, it, it, whenever there's a boogeyman, it's a perfect excuse to increase the size and scope of the state. And these guys know it. Not to mention, I mean, the 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 thought of a FISA court, which is basically a secret court, right? Right. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, yeah, a, the, a, a shadow court. It's a rubber stamp exactly. court. Yeah. yeah. The, the the thought of that alone is kind of not cool to begin with. And then for them to say, oh, it's out of date. Let's put a guy up in the booth, like in the NFL, when a play's like, oh, is this, you know, is that a first down or not? But put, like, one of those guys, you know, in charge of everything. Like, it's the NFL, and it's some sort of play. We're, like, reviewing it, and, you know, some guy from the Senate's throwing a yellow flag on the field. You know, it's... it's <laughs> yep, there's it, never it, enough... It, there's never enough over... There's never enough uh, safety. There always needs to be more programs. There always need to be more reg, uh, regulations and restrictions. And even with the hundreds of billions of dollars, Mark, you say we spend over... Fi- the government spent over $500 billion now in the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Even with the billions of dollars spent and the new huge increases in bureaucracy and governmental power, they're still telling us, they're still telling people that al-Qaeda is as strong as it ever was. And that means that they need more money and more uh, more powers and uh, to restrict liberty even more. And the fact that, and I agree with you, Jake, the fact that the American people, so many of them are just swallowing this hook, line, and sinker is really a testament to how effective the government indoctrination process has been in the government schools. It's really sad. And I think it's now more important than it ever has been to start talking about issues with your friends and family. They've always said you're not supposed to talk about religion and politics, but we are down the, well down the path towards totalitarianism rule in this country, and if you don't start talking to people now, then it's going to be too late soon. Well, it's just, 
I'm sick and tired of seeing on the news too these 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 mongoloid retards who are like, you know, I'd gladly give some of my rights to feel safe. Those <sighs> people should be dragged in the streets and beaten with handes because they're stupid and they shouldn't even be living here. They should well, be they should be thrown out of the country for thinking like that because it's stupid. I I totally agree with you, but the one thing they can feel free to give up their rights anytime they feel like it. Sure. That is somebody's right to do is to give up their right. What they cannot do is give up mine. Now, exactly. right. yeah, uh, you know, there's a what they may not do is give up mine is probably the proper English for that because they can because if the government can get a you know any kind of uh, consent from the citizenry be it uh, actual or tacit, well they'll just do it and that means they can. Yeah, Jake, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. If somebody wants to select a leader or a protector for themselves, great. Yeah, if, right people, if, if people want to be protected, let them build a giant fortified building and live in it. Then they will be protected. Right. I, on the other hand, have the right to be free. You cannot vote away my right to speech, my right to travel um, without being molested by the TSA. You Apparently know, they can. The, the, the Fourth Amendment still reads, whether you believe it or not, the right of the people to be secure in their person persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. Well, that's your that interpretation. That includes a frickin' airport. Frivolous. Frivolous arguments. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know? Apparently you're not reading it right, Mark. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, the, you know, the, the government has uh, stepped in and violated every single one of those amend- amendments. The majority has Especially ruled, the sir, and, and you lose. But, but the majority isn't supposed to rule. These are a bill of rights. The majority has nothing to do with my rights. And none of them has been unamended from the Constitution. Well, that Bill of Rights was only written by a handful of guys, you know. So now there's now there's thousands of people that want to take those rights away. So apparently they're going to be there's tens doing of that. thousands. There's hundreds of thousands of people armed in the government that want to take my rights away. But it doesn't matter. They're still my rights. Even if they do take them away, they're still my rights. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. All right. So it was very difficult for me to select, and I still haven't really been. There's so much out there. Um, uh, cults. We're going jumping back into this here from culthelp.info. Lots of information here. This one is uh, taken from remarks considerably expanded uh, by James Endress um, at the Western Psychiatric Institute in Pittsburgh. The presentation was led by Dr. Paul Martin, an internationally recognized authority on cults and cult rehabilitation, and a former cult member himself. Uh, He goes on to point out, and it's a fairly lengthy thing, so I'm only going to select some of it here. But he says, I was in a cult called The Forum, formerly known as EST. This is the landmark forum that Mark has been a part of in the past that presents itself as a spiritually and psychologically neutral human potential seminar. The forum is offered by a company called Werner Erhard & Associates, uh, which was led by a guy named Werner Erhard, real name Jack Rosenberg, blah, blah, blah. Although it's been tooled down, or toned down, rather, over the years in response to bad press, the forum is an extremely intense, sometimes abusive, indoctrination session, comprising four days over two consecutive weekends from nine in the morning to often past midnight with one meal break per day. Afterwards, participants are pressured to enroll in weekly seminars and advanced courses, including the infamous six-day course that takes place at a secluded encampment in the woods of upstate New York. Can I interject for a second? Um, It's a little misleading um, when they say there's one meal break. In the forum, now I don't know what this guy took. I Mm -hmm. have no idea what uh, Warner Earhart Enterprises is all about. It it was the predecessor in some ways to uh, Landmark Education. This is the forum. He's talking. It's called The Forum, which is not the same as, no, no. Does, he, does it say Landmark Forum anywhere in it? 
It does not say the term the landmark forum, and that is a copyrighted term. Um, landmark has a forum, and then there is, there was the forum. So there's differences, and I understand you didn't take them. You don't know this, and that's the difference. Now, when he says there's one meal right, break. They changed the name. Okay, go ahead. That, well, you know, it, it's slightly different. I mean, there are some things that happen in Warner Earhart's that um, don't happen now. Stuff's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, they used to have this uh, weird thing in the 70s where um, people would stand in their underpants and other people would, would look at them. They would, um, you know, that way the person would be broken of the uh, fear of being, you know, seen. Your they point? don't do that. My point is the meal break. The meal break is one hour, uh, one and a half hours um, in the evening during the Landmark Forum each day. But it would be inaccurate to say that there aren't other breaks. There are half-hour breaks throughout the forum that, right, and you're asked to go and call people and and they and recommend them, and they recommend that you. They don't say recruit or anything. They ask you to call Different people. Words. No, they don't. They you don't say anything like that. That's completely inaccurate. You have not been there. You're inviting them to the final uh, night of the forum, right? That's what you're doing. You are okay. Where they're then pressured to, but join not just themselves. just not invitations. You're um you're told to you know. Uh, Clear up um, problems you've had with these sure, people. That's All the kinds of things. Excuse that you're calling them for you. The what you see. It's it's so easy for you to to distract from the real issue at hand here, Mark. They're sending you out to the phones to call your friends and family members to clear up some issue you had with them. That's the reason you're getting them on the phone. That's the reason you're calling them, allegedly. And then at the end, you say, wow, this has been such a life-changing se- seminar for me. Would you please come to my graduation at the end? They don't say graduation. That's never said. Well, what's the term now? It's, um, it's the last evening of the Landmark Forum. Will you please come to the last evening and experience this with me or whatever it is? And then they come there, and then they're pressured and they're into to- joining. No, they're told that up. they're going to pitch. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. The Sakel CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are for free, so enjoy those on us. And if you want to help support the show, then buy some stuff at the Free Talk Live store. Great quality merchandise. We don't sell crap at the Free Talk Live store. And we want you to go and see our huge, uh, I don't know if it's huge, but it's a decent, <laughs> decently sized selection. Huge compared to what we used to have, which was nothing. Uh, decently sized selection. Selection of Free Talk Live branded merchandise and even merchandise that isn't branded with the Free Talk Live logo. We just think it's cool. We want to sell it to you at store.freetalklive.com. That's store.freetalklive.com. Talking about cults. Now, Mark, of course, is going to disagree with me on this one, uh, but a lot of. I disagree simply with your terminology. Well, some things I have agreed with you on. A a lot of experts on cults that have actually been to the Landmark Forum uh, and have uh, have extensively interviewed those who have been to the Landmark Forum will agree with me that it is indeed a cult, and there's an extensive amount of information on the internet well, about first this. First off, you know what kind of certification does a cult um, expert get? Uh, you know, I mean, it, this is just something that somebody names themselves. You know, mm-hmm. I'm Bozo the Clown, big fat hairy what deal. What sort of certification? If somebody, if somebody is interested in finding out what the Landmark Forum is about, they can go to landmarkeducation.com. There is an introduction to the Landmark Forum sure, in video form right there on their fine. website. You can. Get and an introduction from them, and then go to um, go to all the cult websites and look up Landmark and get the other side Better of the yet, story. Better yet, take the seminar, see how culty it is it's yourself. $440. $440 is cheap for no, a three-day seminar. you're really not Plus interested another, in going. What? $440 just to find out whether or not it's a cult is a lot of money. Well, but it's 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 completely free to sit here and spout off, it's a cult. It's going to change your life, Julia. 
Isn't $440 just a small amount if it could change your life and forever? And there's a money-back guarantee if it doesn't. I'm looking on their website for their refund information and and a guarantee, and I haven't found one yet. All I'm telling I took the Introduction Leader Program from the um, Landmark Education. They told me that there would be a money-back guarantee if you were not completely satisfied. I, I believe go, that because I, they have never told me a lie. <laughs> I am sorry. I just find that the, like the looks, the faces you're making, really funny. <laughs> I would go just to see how culty it is, just to see if they let me take bathroom breaks, just to see if they, they do. Okay, I'm, te- look, I would I'm go telling you, to see that. as your friend who's known you for two years, they let you take bathroom breaks any time you want, and to believe otherwise so is Mark, to believe some nutty. You- cult expert on the internet. Are you going to pony up the $440? Because she doesn't have a lot of money. What are you supposed to do if you don't have a lot of money? Why am I supposed to give it to her? Well, don't, isn't it a life-changing experience? I mean, she'll Why pay do back I want to change her life? It. It's hers. She's she's planning on walking out and t- getting her money back, so you'll get all your $440 back. I mean, unless it actually is a life-changing event, and she uh, does she, get brought in. And so which, why would I want to pay for her life-changing she'll pay event? You back. Why would she do that? It, if, if she's interested in that, she can put her own money up. But what if you don't have a lot of money, Mark? She's got plenty of money. Do they finance their little cult <laughs> things? Why should they? Do because you... people are poor and they don't have a lot of money. They don't have money. A lot of people in this world don't have $440 to just drop on a weekend of indoctrination. I can't believe you're indoctrination. arguing about $440 for a well, three-day, one bags, and a 10-day seminar that comes after that. Each of them, I think... Three hours, I think a three-hour seminar. Man, it's they. You get so much for that 440, cheap. From culthelp.info, besides being how much was the Liberty Forum? I don't know, a couple. I think it was like 200 bucks. 200 bucks one day, right? Two no, days. It was two days. Two days. Besides well, it being, sounds to me like a pretty comparable uh, amount. Substantively, little more than new age pop psychology mumbo jumbo. The forum seminar is, from a mon- uh, mental health standpoint, reckless and destructive. Oh God. Forum leaders. Oh, you say, oh God. That's why they make everybody who comes in there sign a release form saying that they won't sue the forum if they have mental health problems after they leave because people through... have been to the hospital after going to this forum because they're so screwed up. There's been. I, I was on a. I was on a uh, ten day uh, Holland American. America cruise. They put ten people in the hospital from that cruise. I've been in two landmark forums. Nobody's ever gone to the hospital in a forum I've been in. It's afterwards that they go to the hospital. Oh my God! Yes, up. they were cr- they were screaming, raving maniacs when they walk out of landmark forum. Ludicrous! All you're doing is getting people interested in the landmark forum. I I hope they get interested and then they go and do the research and then they'll they'll the only agree way with you me. Can, the only way you can research the Landmark Forum is by taking the Landmark Forum. No, that's not true. You can go and watch the French documentary that Landmark's trying to suppress, which actually has footage from the forum. What would be the point in um, believing somebody's video footage? Because it's real footage from being in the forum. Go see go see the forum yourself. And pay $440 to a bunch of hucksters and scam artists? Please. Let's continue here. Forum leaders employ confrontational and abusive tactics, group hypnosis, and regression exercises, all in a completely closed environment with participants that haven't had enough food or sleep. The forum leaders have no mental health training except in the purposely destructive techniques taught to them by Warner Earhart. Moreover, for many of the participants, though certainly not all, number one, the forum, number two, advanced courses that come after it, and three, the group of people associated with it constitute a cult environment. In my experience, the forum was indeed a cult, following closely the model outlined by Dr. Martin. In fact, disregarding the particular nonsense that makes up its teaching, the dynamics of the people around the forum are hard to distinguish from the rest of... uh, from. 
are hard to distinguish from those of the rest of the long list of religious, political, commercial, or other cults. Now, there's pages there's and pages. a political cult? There are pages and pages uh, more of information here, including how he was recruited, um, how the uh, it, he basically was at a college campus and had some roommates that were into the forum, and then he got into it, and... I wish I could relay this whole story to you, but it would take an hour to do it. Please go uh, to culthelp.info or rickross.com or cultnews.com and look up the information. Go and watch Mark's little intro to Landmark video and, you know, get their little side of it. I'm Landmark going to watch it after the show. And then go and look at uh, some real experts that actually know what they're talking about. Let's go to Johnson on the amplifier line. You're on Free Talk Live, Johnson. <laughs> Hey, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but the landmark is suing the EFF. The Electronic the Frontier uh, Foundation? Right, the uh, very pro-freedom group. Um, they uh, are responsible for archive.org, um, the archive of the Internet. And uh, they had a copy of the French documentary, so Landmark decided to sue them. Uh, that's how ridiculous Landmark is. Everybody, um, no, everybody that whips out a lawsuit in order to uh, protect their business is now a cult. Is that the point you're trying to make? Uh, I don't think you said no, cult. Actually, you said I didn't ridiculous. Make that point at all. I, okay. I just, I'm just I, making I, it clear. I just say that every cult tries to protect its image. Um, I think I, all kinds of people protect their image. Now, I would not agree with I, Landmark Education's use of a lawsuit in this particular instance, but I don't think that that constitutes really any um, you know, indication of anything. What has their lawsuit gotten them, Johnson? I don't know the answer to that, but I, do, I can say if anybody wants to look more into it, it's EFF.org slash legal slash cases slash landmark. It's very easy to remember. So it's uh, legal cases landmark, so it's easy enough to find on can, the website. Can you post and something then, on our BBS with that oh, link? Oh, yeah, I already have. Actually, okay. another thing that I want to mention that I, besides that is I posted a link directly to the uh, French documentary, and not only that, but I made it into a tiny URL, so tinyurl.com slash Oh, don't YK, give us that. Just give us the BBS, okay? Well, it's a B- what form is it in? YKRC9B. YKRC9B. No it's one's going to write that down, That's crazy. It's not easy to remember. It's on the BBS under what forum? Um, it is under the Issues okay, Forum. Okay, so go to the Issues Forum at bbs.freetalklive.com. Look for the post by Johnson, and all of these links are going to be in there for you to go and explore for yourself. Yeah, I always, you know, I'm always, you know, when I mention shorter URLs like that, I think of the people who are, you know, podcast listeners. Right, you, have to, like you have to think of the radio listeners. I know. I'm a bad boy. So, but hasn't this hasn't this EFF uh, this lawsuit against the EFF resulted in the EFF addressing Landmark and people then therefore actually more people watching this oh, video? Yeah, I'm. You know, I went to look for. Uh, you know, I, when we first brought up this issue, I went to. You know, I'm the research guy for Free Talk Live, so I went to research a bunch of stuff about Landmark to see. You know, what's up with this? You know, this organization, and that French documentary was the only thing I found. Now. If you look in YouTube and Google video, there are just videos aplenty um, with, you know, both sides of the issue. Some people are gushing about how Landmark is a life-changing organization, <laughs> which how often does That's that true. happen? That's true. It, it does change your life. It does change your life. You'll alienate yourself from all your friends and family members that you Ludicrous. can't recruit. I, I, know, I, I know at it least very much like 50 Mormonism, people that actually. have taken Landmark, and none of them have alienated any of their family and friends. And to make such a claim is reckless, just like the claim that Landmark is a cult. <laughs> to make now, the claim that you know what absolutely. goes on in 50 people's lives is reckless, sir. What are you talking about? These are my friends. I know what goes on in their lives. Right, sure you do. Please. 50 I lived people? with Julian. Um, mm-hmm. I lived with Jennifer. I know what these people's lives are like. I've been to their families' houses. I can have 50 people I call my friends. 
That's not a um, ludicrous thing to say. You now, know, I, I wouldn't say that landmark um, suing of the EFF, I don't agree with. I think, you know, I think that it's an unfortunate thing they did and likely to bring them bad press. Yeah. But, you know, I wonder if anyone, you know, Mark, I definitely want to go to one of these sort of things just to check <laughs> it out because the reason why is, first of all, I've seen the documentary, and second of all, most people don't understand even what brainwashing is or how it works. And I would love to go to this just to sort of see, like, oh, can I spot the brainwashing techniques? Do you have 440 bucks? Well, there's a refund, apparently. Apparently, though, you can't find the information on their website about that. Call the the local office. I thought there was a free event. You'd think that. Well, there's an intro. You can uh, see the intro at landmarkeducation.com. Anyway, uh, I wish we had more time, but we don't. We'll be back tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. See ya. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.